independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. Welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong, and this is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to have Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls. Twangy rock and roll is a good thing. Twangy rock and roll in three-quarter time is a better thing. And twangy rock and roll in three-quarter time with accordions is even better still, maybe even exquisite. Put all three together and add a bit of swagger and you have the music of Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls. But Heath and his band are not just another whiskey-soaked troupe of rock musicians with a Jones for country music. They put their money where their mouth is by doing a lot more than merely singing about the downtrodden. They actually devote their personal time to furthering causes like Los Angeles' Midnight Mission and the Danny Fund, the latter of which was created to raise awareness in the fight against melanoma, which took the life of band member Jason Federici's father, Danny Federici, the longtime member of Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band in 2008. With their hearts on their sleeves, their amps on 11, and an earnestness that can only come from genuine empathy, Jason Heath and his band are bona fide. Welcome, gentlemen, to Independence Day. I'm happy to have you. We've got a whole chorus of dudes. As usual, we've got amps buzzing. We've got uh, five members of the band tonight. This is like my favorite like rock and roll lineup. Two guitars, bass, drums, keys, I think. That's like my favorite thing. Add a couple like black backup chick singers. <laughs> ever, ever considered that? There was a time. We had yeah. someone just make an offer the other night after, after our show at the Foundry. We had a lovely young lady offer to uh, be our backup singer. Yeah, is she good looking? She was actually very pretty, yes. And, and why is she not here now? <laughs> this is a good question. Abe scared her away. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's do some introductions here. Like I said, we've got five members of the band. The enti- this is the entire band, correct? There is no one missing? It is. Uh, yeah, this is the, yeah. This no. is the, these are the full-time All right. guys. Excellent. So starting on my right, we have on lead vocals. You are, the, you are the namesake of this band. Introduce yourself, if you would. Jason Heath. And you are playing guitar? I am playing uh, acoustic guitar and uh, banjo occasionally. And you are the primary songwriter, the namesake. Sure, yes, I am. <laughs> sure, yes, I am. All right, next we have on keys. Uh, Jason Federici. And you play one of my, also one of my favorite instruments, Hammond organ. It is a little Hammond organ. Yeah, it's actually a Roland, but uh, pretty much designed to be a portable Hammond. So. Yeah, it does. This. And it costs, it weighs probably, see, Hammond's weigh, what, 450, I think, an actual B3? We, we know a lot speaker. about what Hammond's weigh, because we spent a few years lugging a Hammond into the back of Abe's truck to okay. go to shows and uh, inviting yeah, friends so that we could put it up on stage. Yeah, we have so. an M100 that, that we... Uh, I'm really happy to have this right now. <laughs> that that we used yeah. to actually take... Every gig with us. And I've I've loaded uh, I've loaded them before. I know they're 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 substantial. Yeah, yeah. it's Substantive. been through my truck. <laughs> yes, there's wooden handles that you know, attach to it that you can lift up that come up or down, and we yeah. we left them up and pushed it into the truck. Yeah, the good news is through the windshield. They're, they're pretty. They're they're fairly durable. For all that's the cool thing about the way they used to make things back then. Like you could practically drop it and it would work just fine because it was a big yeah. giant machine. Yeah, for the most part. The new ones are kind of cantankerous. The digital ones, like you look cross at them and they stop working. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of sad. All right, on bass, we have, sir? My name is Will Mack. And where do you hail from, Will? New York. New York, New York. New York City. City. Which part? Uh, Midtown Manhattan, 43rd and 10th. I lived lived at 9th and 49th for an entire year. Not far. Yeah, not far at all. Was he, so you were, were you there before the gentrification came yeah. in and Disneyified the whole place? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up when it was all the X-rated stuff on Times Square, and we used yeah. to find little crack piles on the street. Yeah. True. Living the wire, man. Yeah, yeah. Living the wire. And on drums, I'll need you to pick up that microphone over there. State your name, son. 
Abraham Etz. Abraham Etz. And you play the drums and percussion and the washboard. I do. We're looking forward to hearing the washboard a little later. Thank you. He rocks right. it. Yeah, he rocks it. And he's a man of few words. <laughs> Give him a mic. And on the electric guitar over here in the other corner. Hey, I'm Aaron Gitnick. And in this corner. <laughs> and in this corner. Aaron Gitnick with the deluxe reverb. The del the, yes, the deluxe reverb reissue. One of my favorite little amplifiers. Yeah, also, I, nice. I own one of those. I got a, yeah. an old one. Mine's mine's not as old as me, but it's almost as old as okay, me. Okay, nice. I like those things. Things sound great. So now, you guys, how many of these guys? How many of you are from the Los Angeles area? I know you said you're not, but who else is from where? I'm I'm from Los Angeles, born in Inglewood. Okay. Inglewood. <laughs> I'm sorry. Born in Topanga Canyon. Okay, so it's nice out there, Mostly too. Mostly raised. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I'm from Montreal originally. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you weren't oh, supposed to tell hey. anybody you were Canadian. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Everyone loves Canadians, right? I like Canadians. Everyone loves Canadians. With their they flapping go. mouths and bad <laughs> yeah. attitudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> South, South Park did a lot for our cause. It was great. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's like I've, I've been to Canada numerous times, and I, I'm not sure. I mean, I hope you don't change this. I've never met, like, a jerk from Canada. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have them, but you keep them hidden well. well <laughs> right. Uh, and you, sir? I'm definitely a Jersey boy at heart, but uh, it's my 20-year anniversary of being in L.A., so yeah. it's a better toss-up You're, you're nah. practically naturalized. I think so. So we, but we've got kind of a bi-coastal thing going on here. Like, nobody, no Midwesterners in the band. Mm. No. No. Right. Yeah. no. No. No? Got some land in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? It's got a bridge, I'll tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, a little bit of flyover state. So I, I'm, I'm very happy to have you guys here. I'm looking forward to talking to you and hearing what you're all about. You've got a new record coming out. In just over a month, correct? We've got uh, I've got my stuff here somewhere buried on this giant desk. July third is the new record, but it's fully done. I'm holding a copy in my hand. Indeed, it is. It's finished, but we're it's not officially released yet. Tell me about you know I want to get to some music from it pretty soon, but tell me real quick, uh, like uh, th th how many records do you have now? This is the what what the record? Well, as, as Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls, we have two. Okay. We have the Vain Hope of Horse, which was our first one. How long ago was that? Uh, it was about two years ago, and. Uh, this is our second. As different outfits that Jason and Abe and I okay. have been in together, we, we have a couple other records under different names. Okay. So together we've... Is it pretty close to the same lineup on both records? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the first record was sort of uh, some like acoustic-type demos I had that just sort of... That's what wound up becoming Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls. It was just sort of like a, an acoustic side thing I was doing from another project we were involved with and it just turned into an album and then so we decided to do another one because we liked yeah. it and had a couple more more famous guitar players in there yeah and the first one we had uh, we had uh, Nels Klein from oh, Loco, yes. you know, uh -huh. Wayne Kramer from the MC5 uh -huh. and, uh, and Tom Morello the Night Watchman from mm -hmm. a, that's little, a, different a, li a little band called Rage Against the Machine perhaps you've heard of them yeah. that's, they uh, sold a few they sold a couple of records they know their way around the rock and rock and roll stage um, so let's hear a little bit of something from this. This is the first track. This is, you know, if there were singles nowadays, I guess this functions as the single pretty much, right? That's it. That's it. All right, well, That's this is a track. One. This is a track called California Wine from Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls on Independence Day. California wine Yeah, 
Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. We come to you every Wednesday night live from the campus of Pasadena City College here in beautiful Pasadena, California. No place I'd rather be. This weather has been fantastic. I love living here. Yeah, it's cool. Why would you live anywhere else? It's a paradise. It's true. Pasadena or Los Angeles? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Southern California <laughs> so in general. I, I live in Highland it. Park, and sometimes it's paradise, and sometimes yeah. it's... Well, you know, just like any, just like any like, real paradise, it's got crappy stuff, too. You know, you can't have Christmas every day. You wouldn't appreciate Christmas. It's true. The way people park out here, I'll say it, it drives me bananas. <laughs> you could fit... In, if this were in Chicago, you could fit twice as many cars on my block. It's true. It's ridiculous. Anyway, but, you know, people from New York should know this. Like, it's, it's like you, they, you have to park. Like, you fit cars in there. Well, I, I hate driving, so... This is Will, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I can't stand driving, so... Yeah? 
Yeah, I, I mean, anything that has to do with cars and California and freeways, it took me an hour and a half to get across the valley today. No, oh, thanks. Yeah. No, oh, thanks. No car culture for you, huh? I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would really feel. Yeah, yeah just, sorry. Hold, don't hold back, I'll man. just I'll bring everyone down. I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't, you know, well, I'm not a gearhead. I mean, but I, you got to get around. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I lived in New York, like, you could, you could walk or you could take the taxi. Although gigging in New York was terrible. Well, you just step outside of your door and, you know, jump on the train or bus and you're but yeah, fine. like you're saying gigging is a bitch because you I have sh- a lot of friends and bands there and you like, should have seen me going you got, to you got to bring all your own gear well as yeah. a bass player you only have a bass to carry along so but now yeah. if you got to show up with the, if you got you got to take your amp on yeah the, if you're yeah, taking your svt man that's a whole different experience now that's true yeah i used to waddle down into the subway with like my electric guitar on my back and a soft bag yeah, like acoustic guitar in one hand an amp in the other and a bag of cables strung along strung around my like i need a sherpa <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done that a few times. We've gone to New York and, and, and moved around doing some shows and radio shows and going all over the town with all of our gear. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun fitting a whole band on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's hot down there, too. I tell you what, when August rolls around. Anyway, enough geography. So now, but what brought those of you, like, what brought this particular band together? You said you've been, this lineup has been together for a few years now. Yeah, well, uh, it's Jason Heath. Uh, Abe and I, we, we got together when we were in sixth grade. We decided fifth grade. Sorry, we wanted a, we wanted a band. Neither one of us could play, so uh, he said he'll he'd play drums, and I actually said I would play bass, but somebody gave me a guitar first, and uh, we've been playing together ever since. That's cool, man. That's it's, I've known like other bands that have that like thread that go back to childhood. I mean, all those guys. A lot of the guys I played with are still playing, but I'm not playing with them because we've all scattered all over the place. And Jay, uh, Jason Federici was a friend of mine for a couple years before I found out he could play an instrument, and I needed some. It's about 10 years ago. Yeah, we became friends in Venice and worked on the beach for a little while and stuff like that. And all then, kinds uh, of fun things down there. Oh, yes, yeah. And uh, I had an accordion hanging up on my wall for ba- basically decoration, <laughs> and Jason came over and was like, hey, will you play that on my record? And I was like, I doubt it, but we can give it a try, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it kind of snowballed yeah, from there the a little bit. Yeah, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He had, it, he had the DNA. Yeah, and it's, I mean, uh, let me give you how much I love the accordion. It's like when I was a kid growing up in Chicago, it was like, it had this perception of like the Polka Master 5000, like people playing like hardcore polkas. It wasn't too far from Wisconsin, yeah. you know, and that's the kind of the impression you got of it growing up. Like it wasn't a cool instrument. But then I got a little older and like really your musical universe expands, you know, and it's just that timbre, that sound, mm. it's so real and mechanical and it breathes like a person, mm. yeah, you know, it's just a romance associated with it. It sings, you know, it's kind of like a fiddle in that way, like that, you know, yeah. it has a voice. It's dynamic too. You, you don't hear many people explain the accordion that way and it's really nice to yeah. hear. Can you yeah. write that down for him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like I said, I love it. It's a great instrument. I do too. It's a I great instrument. And it's so, you know, it's, it's such a great, when you're producing a record, you're always looking, because, you know, everyone's got the two guitars, bass, drums. Like, everybody's got that. You're always looking for something to distinguish yourself, I think, as a band, you know, mm-hmm. to make it interesting and, and to give the sound men fits, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you run into problems with the sound guy with that? or? Uh, every, yeah, every once in a while, I guess, you know. And definitely if it goes into the front monitors, these guys start yelling at me and stuff like yeah, that. That's but, why yeah. we amplify instead of going direct with, yeah, with probably things smart. like the acoustics. Because, yeah. you know, when you're traveling around, you're playing at places and, the sound guy doesn't know, uh, you know, what should be loud, and I don't have a volume on that banjo, yeah. so like he thinks, oh, I'm in front. That banjo should be really loud. Next thing you know, you, you sound really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's 
it's it's that's so important, like relating to like because you're at their mercy. I'm talking about the sound person, yeah. the front of house engineer. They, they don't know, you know, because yeah. they, they've never heard you before. So and a lot of them, a lot of them, admittedly, are jaded. They've been doing it for a really long time. They're kind of frustrated really? musicians themselves. Yeah. And, true, they are. You know, they're going to take it out on you. You know. Yeah, and I think even if you know if it's not that you know of ill intent, there's still going to be that problem. You know, if you if you leave it in their hands, they don't know your yeah. music. So we try to keep everything. Yeah. Under our control. I had a secret weapon when I was playing in Chicago. I used to bring the sound guy every gig. I'd bring him a six pack. Mm. But show, show up, show up for sound check and be like, "Here you go, you." <laughs> Don't make me sound terrible. Yeah. There's yeah. more where this came from, yeah. you know, or, but not too much because then it. Then it yeah, just thank you, sir. Really, right. there's a bottle of gin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then my, my band uh, in college, I can remember playing at a club in Champaign, Illinois, where the sound guy was up at the front of the balcony. So, and I could see him up there blasting one hitters during our show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the lighter and then the little thing and the. Uh, nice. Not, nice. a, not a great sound guy. Anyway, those were good days. Uh, why don't we hear some music from you guys? You guys got a lot of gear here. I want to hear what this is all about. I mean, we've heard the record. Um, is this the track you're going to play? Is this something that's on the new record? Yeah, it's just called Running Like a River. Cool. Now, these are, you've been playing these songs live for a while now, though, right? This is stuff, isn't Yeah, you would think they'd be getting better. <laughs> well, we'll let our listeners figure out what that for themselves. What's this going to be? Uh, this is Running Like a River. All right. Tea leaves. 
sun Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls. You can learn everything you want to know about them at their website, jasonheathandthegreedysouls.com, all written out. No ampersands or uh, curveballs there. You can also learn about anything you want to know about our show, Independence Day, at indepday.com, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com. And websites seem so passe anymore, so you can also find us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash indepday. Also follow us on Twitter at uh, indepday. Or Twitter, at Indepday. I'm not even trying to say that properly. I'm dating myself. This Twitter thing, I've got a pretty good handle on it, but I'm, I'm apparently not as good as I'd think. So I've got all five members of your guy, the band here. We're, we're rocking and rolling here in Pasadena. And tell me, you know, one of the things that, I, it's in your bio that you kind of mentions a lot, is this kind of activism angle that, you know, I was looking back at or thinking about other bands um, you know, U2 is renowned for activism. You know, lots of other bands are really associated yeah, with Yeah, we this. got them beat. Yeah, but you, <laughs> I guess my point is you don't, you don't see it, like, at this level quite as much. Like, most musicians I know that are kind of, like, out playing, like, in L.A., um, they're busy trying to keep themselves fed. Well, we're doing that, too. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I like to say, you know, we don't, we, we, we write songs about the working man, but we, you know, we are the working man. You know? Yeah. So we, we uh, I mean, I guess, for me personally, you know, it's just something that's always been important. And I, and I remember, you know, always thinking that you know, maybe five or so years ago that, you know, it, when I make it, I'm going to be able to do this to help, you know. And, and I just sort of got a place in my life where I was like, you know, what is making it? And why am I yeah. you know, why am I waiting? So. And the people need help whether you've got a million dollars or not. Yes. And, and, and for, for me personally, it was just something to, to get out of myself. And what I learned is that I really got a lot from it. So, you know, it, to, to, to me, it's, you know, there's... It's maybe even selfish, you know, because I yeah. I, I enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy the way it makes me feel. And by giving, you receive. Yeah, I get a lot out of it, and and so you know, I mean, me and Jay have been, you know, just on on our own, been going down to the mission for you know about five years. But as a band, we've been helping there for you know the last couple of years. And what when you go to the mission, like what kind of work are you doing? Oh, uh, you can do it all. Yeah, <laughs> you can uh, serve food. You can do dishes. You can pack you know kits up for people they have they have you know all the holidays they have you know times where you can go down and serve but you can go they serve three meals a day to um, around a thousand people how i mean how much of their workforce is volunteer do you have any idea i mean are they are they they have a glut of people doing this or are they kind of hard hard up for, well, for volunteers they, they always need volunteers and they always need you know i mean they don't get any funding from the government so they they always need you know contributions whether you know it's work or or money or whatever but what it is essentially the midnight mission is a uh, a it's a recovery program for people on the streets that can get off and so when you, when you go in there you you sign up for about a year and they test you and and those people that are in that program work at the mission so they do, you know cook the food and and serve it but they also use a lot of yeah, volunteers. From the and then, what can you do as a band? Like, do you play benefit shows? They or? have a program. Uh, Georgia Berkovich over there started a music with a mission program, uh, which is once a month they have somebody from the outside come and play. And there's a day room where you know people have 
basically the men live there, but they have like a safe sleep for women with children or, or families. And they and during the day they're open for all kinds of services, whether you know it's mental health or uh, physical health or, or job placement, job training, getting cl- clothes and, and and what have you. So people are just there hanging out, and they have a day room where you can come in and you just go down there and play for people that are hanging out on the streets. That's cool. That I mean, I, I I'm very impressed. That's that's a really really cool thing. Like I said, like so many bands, like at our level that we're out performing and, mm-hmm. and like huffing it all the time. It seems like you're you, you spend so much time taking care of your own stuff that you forget that how many people have it so much worse off yeah. than we do. And it's so great. I mean, you go down there and play, and we, we just have a blast every time we do. You know, you get this this room full of people that just. You know, it, it's it's definitely colorful, and Very it's some of the yeah, it's some of the best shows that we do. I mean, you go in, into Hollywood, you know, and half the people are in other bands, and they're, yeah, they're sizing you up and looking at you like yeah. this and that, and people are too cool, or you know, not every place is like that, but you go there, and it's just it's just a whole other thing. Yeah, LA's funny that way because it is an industry town. So many people are so involved in the business that. This comes up a lot on the show, like bands who play out in L.A. a lot. Like you said, the, the audience themselves are generally in bands, so they're sitting there like scratching their chin like, oh, you missed that minor four chord. <laughs> it's <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, I've never quite understood it myself. Yeah, but it's always yeah. been like that. So what's your expect? How far out of L.A. are you guys getting to play? Like, are you going far enough to, like, get? Because I've noticed there's, like, this invisible line. If you go far enough out of, like, it's the worst here in L.A. that I've experienced. But it happens in other big cities, too, where you get past this, in, this invisible line and people are starved to have, like, a band from L.A. come play original music in their town and they love it. You know, how, are you guys getting far enough to experience that? Yeah, yeah, we've played all over, both coasts, Chicago, up and down the West Coast. Uh, you know, played a bit in the Midwest and, yeah. and uh, what do they call it? The... Uh, Arizona, what were those? What's the area? Ah, the, the greater Southwest. <laughs> the I Southwest, guess. there we go. Throughout the Southwest. Pacific Northwest <laughs> and the Southwest. We, we, we haven't done too much in the South. Or yeah, do you guys do van touring, I guess? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you rent one or do you own one? Uh, we have access to one that will shortly be ours. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's always such an interesting thing because the, you know, the, the Econa line becomes such a, like a term of like affection. For bands, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like no you're home doubt. away from home, you know. Yeah. And how is you know? So how this is a question I love to ask bands. Like, how has touring changed since you started doing it? Um, it's it's well, I think it's a lot easier for bands to do it nowadays. Like, it, like it it seems to be uh, the the channels have opened up a lot more, and a lot of people have done it. A lot of people have gone ahead and you know sort of blazed the trail. So it's not as you know, it's it's not as a uh, difficult to uh to uh, get to the venues and yeah and you can if you get lost now you can just pull like there's probably four <laughs> iphones in the van yeah the iphone is a godsend yeah it's, it's not a function of like you know can someone figure out where we are it's like how who can figure it out the fastest <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, it's exactly. great like you break a string or something or you need to yeah. like the first time that we went up i think we had one and maybe you had one and another guitar player john had one and when i got back i got one right away just because of that he yeah. blew a fuse and like i had a special fuse i had to get for my music man i was yeah. in Seattle or portland and it was just great yeah it's changed yeah. everything, man. It's yeah. changed everything about how we do this business and every other business too. And you can't hide like before, like you know, guys would go on tour. And you could like kind of hide from your girlfriend, and now she can call you twenty four seven, video chat, video exactly. <laughs> I'm on a Skype. 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> that can be a good or a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, not to say we love our girlfriends. They're wonderful people. And honestly, in this business, like having a girlfriend or, or boyfriend, husband, whatever the case may be, who is supportive of you is gold. Yeah. You know, Definitely. we've got a couple of married members of the band, right? So, sound off on what the experience is like. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. My wife, uh, I mean, she's always supported, you know, going out. And before I played with these guys, uh, and this is Will, I'm sorry. Uh, before I played with these guys, I, you know, I did some other small van tours. And it was difficult for her, but... Uh, you know, she understands and supports a thousand percent and definitely yeah. makes a difference because you come home and you can relax and be happy and not have to worry about all the extra. Yeah. And drama. you've got kids too, you said, right? Yeah, I got two kids. Do they dig it? They come to shows? Uh, they came to our show the other night and one fell asleep. Yeah. The other one jumped around like a maniac. <laughs> <But> yeah. They, <laughs> no, they, uh, they, they do. They, they, they enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then Aaron, you said you're also married. Yeah, I'm married too. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, she's totally into it and super supportive and. You know, she come, even comes with us. Yeah, she she, she <laughs> comes she comes along for the ride a lot of times. Do you and put her to work. Helps helps carry guitars and all that fun stuff. And yeah, yeah. she's often she's, the only person great. at the show when we play. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes she's our biggest fan. Yeah, biggest, our biggest and only fan. That's like yeah, that's like when he's hammered. Yeah, that's that's like the two the two dating litmus tests. I've, I've when I I meet a new girl, it's like does she like Tom Waits? Like she doesn't have to love Tom Waits, but she at least has to appreciate Tom Waits. Sure. And the second one is, will she ever carry anything if I play a gig? Right. You know, and if I if I know that if she if she even offers, like I don't expect her to take the SVT cabinet. But <laughs> if she you know if she shows up, then it's like okay. Or if she if she shows up by showing up, I mean if she if she slept something, yeah. it's like okay. Yeah. You know, and then we yeah. can we can go to step two from here. That's right. I think that's anyway. a good litmus test for <laughs> people in general. <laughs> yeah. Is. Do you yeah. like Tom Waits, or will you carry one of my some of my sh- stuff? Stuff. Very good. Nice catch. So let's hear some music. How about what do you guys? What else you got for us? Uh, well, I'm holding the guitar, so it's going to be a guitar song. How about God's name in vain? Or should we save that till later? That's I'll switch and we'll do truth rag. Right. Well, well, okay, he's gonna switch the, the other instrument he's got here. You can't see it out there in radio world. We've got a, a wonderful a Gibson acoustic guitar here, but we also have one of other my favorite instruments. We've got a banjo, and this is actually a, a git banjo, correct? A banjo guitar. This is a this is like a, a hybridized instrument that has. A banjo, like the bell of a banjo, but then it's got actually it's tuned like a guitar, so it has a guitar neck and guitar yeah, tuning. Well, so I tried to pick up the banjo. I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to play the ban- banjo, but it's because I know the guitar, right? I'll be able to. It doesn't it's, translate yeah. at all. Yeah, it's it's but the five <laughs> string banjo. You've got the high yeah, string is on the low. It's only yeah, halfway yeah. up the it's neck. It's got to be tuned different for every song. Yeah, it's got to be tuned different, and it's it, it's it's already. I mean, it's a complicated enough instrument as it is because it's very loud and yeah. kind of it's kind of that got that. Very brash tone, which is great. The kids love the banjo. Yeah, I've noticed. You know, so I, I pull this out and I pretend like I'm playing the banjo. Yeah, you probably fake it pretty well. Just yeah. do a little Travis picking on there. Exactly. About the same. You know, can, can you play any ACDC on that thing? Uh, no, I was just gonna play a. No, I can't. All right. Well, I'll work on that. And for now, let's hear what you got for your tunes here. Thank you. 
Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls in Independence Day. Very, very nice. And the question I'm left after that tune wanting to ask you guys is, how do you convince them to all sing? Because I've been in so many bands my whole life, and like vocals are so very important to music. It's what most people who are not musicians relate to. You know, like I always ask when I, when I do new music, I always give it to a non-musician first because I want to know what someone who's just a listener mm-hmm. has to say about it. And then in the band, it's like I always tr- I stress it. Like, you know, vocals are so important. You know, I used to try to set up like, I tell them rehearsals. that's how they're going to get laid. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Does it work? <laughs> no, it gets them to sing, but I, I like <laughs> get everybody laid. It's like, it's like a, a stick with no carrot. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, but uh, so, what is it like in this particular band? Like, I'm assuming you, you as Jason, the, the the band leader, do you bring in songs mostly finished, partially finished? Do you guys write them together? Do other guys contribute? Every band's different. Like Tom Petty's band, Mike Campbell comes up with ideas and they end up turning them into songs. But like, yeah. how does it work in this band? Well, for, yeah, usually I have the, the the root of the idea of what what I want to sing about, and you know. Sort of uh, sometimes they're completely finished, and a lot of times they're just you know a verse and a chorus. And then we come in and we we uh, 
assemble them together, you know, okay. arrange it, and and everybody, you know, they all write their own parts. I don't sit down okay. and do anything like that because I'm not that good. Yeah, or what I want to. <laughs> now, do you guys have? I mean, every band's different in this regard too. Do you guys have regular rehearsals? Or because some bands they're like maniacal, like you see this in Craigslist all the time. We practice three nights a week every week. No, we we rehearse regularly about once, twice a week. You know, depending on. Okay, that's a, that's pretty good. Depending on you know what we have to do, but you know once we get, you know we try to play live a lot. So yeah, you know, well that's just we it. Like when you get to a certain level, that kind of becomes your rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. You're like hey, and you tried a new chord there. Let's just do that next time as yeah. well. You, know, you try to remember. Yeah, and I think you know like going like you're saying, go back to the the vocal thing i don't think it's it's hard i mean especially you know for jay growing up around the e street band and, and they're one that you know they always use that the group vocal yeah type of thing and i think you know it just like you said as a listener i think that it draws people in like, yeah you know, it doesn't have to be good like we don't have to have yeah that's what i sing three-part harmonies because <laughs> most people you know most people can't sing that well either but they yeah. want to sing along and if you're doing it, it you know if you look like you're having a good time up yeah. on the stage you're or I dare say, if you might actually be having a good time well, up there on stage. <laughs> Once in a while, <laughs> you a actually while. do have a good time. Yeah. The rest of it's just show business. It is. Well, that's, it is. It is a business. That's the funny thing about this this thing. You know, people, some people at least make money at this kind of thing. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So, and to that end, I mean, what, you know, you guys are not, um, are you full-time musicians? Any full-time musicians in the band? Yes, and we work day jobs, too. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but what what kind of careers do you guys have that allows you the flexibility to get out and play shows like in Chicago or on the East Coast? And I want to hear from everybody in terms of this. Like, let's start with you. Yeah, so uh, this is Aaron. I'm actually, uh, I got a full-time job. I'm a CPA, actually. A CPA? Um, yeah. I always joke that I'm either, you know, I got the CPA thing by day, rock star thing by night. I'm either a, a really exciting CPA or a really boring rock star. <laughs> how do you, because I've had other friends who were CPAs yeah. and they played in rock bands. Like, how do the, your CPA cronies <laughs> view this? I think people like. I mean, I think it's something that's, you know, I think different enough from from a lot of other people. I think people, you know, like seeing somebody that's not just kind of your, you know, coat and tie sitting in super yeah. super dry, boring. How do um you know. do you think being a CPA? Like, do you think the numbers aspect of this has an effect on your playing? Um, not so much. I mean, so much of music is mathematical. So you know, I, I guess you know if you can kind of relate to things musically and math terms, also that kind of helps. But yeah. you know, I'm not going to take it much in, further than that. In college, for my degree, I had to take a year of accounting, and to this day, I don't think I could tell you. It, it, it seemed like this mystical, like, uh, it, it, it drove me crazy, like, yeah. chasing down. What's that from From just, It's a Wonderful Life? All that business of chasing down nickels and dimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah right. You, can, you can't drive yourself too crazy on the little stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. And how about, hope, hope, hope none of my clients are listening. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> pretty good. I, I watch it at least once a year since I was a kid. So, uh, now, Abraham... Pick up your microphone. Tell me what you do. I'm just a common man. I'm a woodworker. You're a woodworker. No, that's cool. I've done a, I've done a goodly amount of that. I mean, are you making cabinetry, or are you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. I can see that you don't want to talk about it, so I'm going to move on over here to Will. Tell me what you do, Will. Uh, I work in financial services. Okay. So I work from, I work from home, which is really uh, kind of nice. So I get my work done in the morning, and usually I have the rest of the day to goof around and that's a good. Uh, time. That's a good gig. I, I'm I'm really lucky. Um, I'm not gonna even lie. It's so not too bad. Yeah, not yeah. Too bad. Yeah. And how about you? Uh, mostly film editing and graphic design, but I also work from home, so I freelance and, you know. How do you keep yourself disciplined? Like that's the one thing. Like if I find myself working from home, I find myself 
like, man, those dishes need to be done. And I'll, still, I'll do anything I can do to yeah. like not to not work. I, I still struggle with that. I have a pile of dishes sitting in my sink right now. And I wake up at, you know, 8.30, you know, get to my office by 9.30 in my underwear and hope for the best. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. That a, a really close friend of mine I used to play with in my band, he, he worked out of the house. And I used to, you yeah. know, I used to send him a message every morning like, oh, you know, you're working in your underwear, aren't you? I need right back. I say, yes, I am. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I'm a graphic designer as well, but I also, uh, right now I have a day job during the day uh, working with developmentally disabled oh. and autistic adults. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like so many, I see this a lot. Like a lot of musicians nowadays, because of the way the business has changed, you know, people who um, at one point probably could have subsisted on music, but because of the way the industry has changed, it's like the bottom has fallen out. There's and they're, they're having to have other income. You know, it's just changed. Everything's changed. It seems like to me. Yeah, and not all for, for the sure. bad. There's good stuff too. You know, we we're empowered now. We've got that internet thing. Mm. Yeah, for sure. There's you know there's a, for for all the good. There's a lot of bad and vice versa. And since we don't have a choice anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think the good side of it is you know it, it, it's it's a process of weeding out those who don't really love music. If you're, you know, there was a lot of people who got into music because it was easy money and chicks and the party and all that's sort of gone now. So now yeah. you, you know it's. You do it because you love it. I mean, that's why we've always done it. It's because we love it. So It's like a compulsion. And that's the right reason to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So more music. What have you got for us? Uh, speaking about mathematics, this one's called uh, Sacred Geometry. Nice, nice segue. Dude. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, for fans of uh, Pythagorean Theorem, or if you just Freemasonry buff. <laughs> and, and who isn't? I wouldn't know who isn't. It's all secret.
You are listening to Independence Day. That is Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls. My name is Joe Armstrong. As I said before, you can learn about everything you want to know about them. Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls.com. You guys have a Facebook page too? We do. And who manages all that stuff for you? That seems like a full time gig unto itself. Uh, yeah. Um, my girlfriend helps out. She, ah. does, she does most of our, she's a, a whiz at the uh, social networking. It's, a, it's a, such an important skill. Like, you got to uh, have the videos nowadays too, it seems like. Everything's got to be videotaped. Yeah, and just true. audio taping. You got to look good. Yeah, you got you got to videotape every experience you have while you're having it. Like pretty when, much, when pretty much. Yeah. Um, so tell me this: like, I, I don't in any way, you know, I'm not into boxes or putting people in boxes in terms of styles. But you know, you kind of seem to fall loosely into this kind of country-ish kind of thing. But if someone were to ask you, you know, they just meet you on the street or at a party, what kind of what does your band sound like? What do you say? I say we are acoustic electric agit pop arena full country rock. You've you've given this thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say it's well, kind of well, like Tom Petty. You'll like it. You know. Yeah. I That's, go for the easy. See, people get that. Yeah, Tom Petty is a good answer. Tom Petty is a good answer because he's he's good first and foremost, and everyone knows who he is. Exactly. So if you can say you sound like him, it's a very very good thing. So are we going to get to hear this organ on anything, man? You've I don't been, see I mean, why not. Yeah. I, that, how about how about another <laughs> tune? Let's, let's play a song with the organ on it. All right, all right. Let's what, what, do, what do we have here? Let's do God's name in vain. That has an organ on it. Jay's going to be playing with his organ. Yay! <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Low hanging fruit already. Yeah. I don't know where my capo is. Uh oh. Thank you. You like Tom Waits and you carried my capo. We can be friends. Yep. <laughs> this is called God's Name of Bane. <laughs> Above a world few 
troubled land Our hearts are filled with pain You say this is America At least you know you're free But tell that to the man Who's following me You say it's all God's will The end is coming soon But you clutch at your cross Like a junkie holds his spoon And the things that made heroes Fall washed down a drain And the words that flash across your screen are Let out their angry roar 
birds rise on eagles' wings they soar. Very nice, gentlemen. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some some stuff. <laughs> some stuff and some pretty words, and uh, you know, it's about. Uh, Do you have pet topics? Like every every writer, it seems like they kind of gravitate towards like a couple things they write about a lot. I think that uh, I'm, as a lyricist, I'm I'm I've always been drawn to uh, ideas of justice, justice. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be what you call political, socio-political justice, although that's yeah. a big part of it. But, you know, I think spiritual justice, I think, uh, you know, personal justice, the, the justice you give to yourself, uh, justice within a relationship, just just those ideas of equality and, yeah. and how things are oftentimes out of balance. There doesn't ever seem to be an equilibrium when I see those situations. Yeah. And, and, and I'm normally a fan of the underdog, yeah. Being one myself. Indeed, we all feel like underdogs at one point or another, I think, especially in this, this world. It's a very complicated world we live in now. We try to keep it simple. And I, I like the way you guys do it, too. Thank you. you. Guys, that, was a, I, that last particular song had a little bit of, like, uh, just a hint of, like, 70s kind of, like, epic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to get at here, but it was like, it, it, it had different elements that moved different places. It wasn't just like, okay, first chorus, first chorus, solo, chorus, fade. You know, it had different parts yeah. to which nice. we, we often imagine ourselves in front of a hundred thousand people in Wembley Arena. Yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was a kid, I grew up in uh, suburban Chicago, and I used to go there. Was a particular area in my neighborhood where there's a cornfield, kind of went up a little bit, like a big outdoor arena type of thing would have, like a shed, big outdoor shed. And I would 
get there and I'd stop my bike in the dirt in the summer <laughs> yeah. with the lightning bugs buzzing around and all those corn, I could just imagine those were thousands of people out there. <laughs> That's awesome. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, Whereabouts in Chicago? Uh, Chicago? Batavia, B-A-T-A-V-I-A, go Bulldogs. Just about oh, 35 my. miles straight west of Chicago. When I was there, it was uh, it was all cornfields. My girlfriend and, I, and a, quite a number of my friends are from Libertyville. Yes, that's not too terribly far. That's yeah. a little bit north, but yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I love my hometown, especially this time of year. It's safe for me to go back now, now that the permafrost is thawed. <laughs> uh, hello, all my friends there. I love it. love all of you, but I'm staying here. <laughs> In any case, so uh, tell me, you've got, you've got this new record coming out. We're just about out of time here. We've got your new record coming out. Packed for Exile, and it's coming out on July the 3rd. You guys are doing a CD release party or a record release party. Tell we're me about that. July 1st at the Grand Ole Echo. Which is Kim Grant's thing she puts on every July. Sunday night through the summer? Yes, every, every Sunday through the summer. Yeah, and it's, an, it's, an, it's free. It's an excellent event. Yeah, it's in the afternoon. It's all ages. You can bring the kids and the barbecue, and it's yeah. free, and, and, and it's great. Uh, I think this, this Sunday is uh, Chris Shiflett and the Dead Peasants, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know who else is on that bill. Yeah, well, we know you can grandolecho.com, I believe, is there, yeah. so you can check that out too. What a great place to do because there'll be, there'll be like lots of people showing up. It'll be a fun and family. Yeah, it's event. great. The music's always good, and Kim's great. And they do more than one thing too. They have music inside and music outside. Yeah, the like outside they thing. do barbecue and they have like you know some sort of bluegrass type of acoustic picking thing going on outside in between the changeovers for the band. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's great. You can't beat it. Nars is July first to be the the record release for Pack for Exile. Excellent. You've got some other shows coming up here. Looks like you've got a benefit concert here. Uh, Pathfinders on Skid Row. Oh yeah, Skid Row on Sunday will be out uh, raising. There's a, uh, a recovery program for homeless people called Pathfinders, and they're uh-huh. doing, they're doing a fundraiser uh, at 11 a.m. out at Gladys Park. Excellent. So so if you're out at Skid Row on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., find yourself. Down you've at probably Skid Row. been doing something horrible all night. Come over and watch us play. <laughs> If you're waking up. <laughs> if you're still awake at 11 a.m., come yeah. down with us. All right. And then you've got, uh, you're opening for Rhett Miller, it looks like. Here. Uh, yeah, Rhett Miller at... Uh, the old 97s. Correct? Yeah. He's playing uh, June 16th at St. Rock. And we're, 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 we're starting the early leg of that show. Sounds like a fun show. I will be in Yosemite National Park at that time. Mm. I'm about 4,500 feet, I'm guessing. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, nice. Anyway, looking forward to that. My brother's coming to town. Very much looking forward to that. He's never been to Yosemite, so I can't wait to see the look on his yeah, face. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. In any case, well, thank you guys so much for coming out, spending some time here in your Wednesday night with me. Tell me, so the record comes out. It'll be available at shows, on iTunes, where else, anywhere? Uh, it'll, it'll be available through our website and, uh, and uh, all, all, you know, on the internets, intertubes everywhere. The, inter- the worldwide it. interwebs. Before we go, we should probably mention Danny Fund. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. We, I meant to touch on that before when we were talking about yeah. the, the work you guys we are doing with the mission. There. So tell me a little bit about this. This is the other Jason. Um, yeah, when my father got sick with melanoma, uh, it was, you know, his, his wish to try to raise awareness and raise some money for melanoma and melanoma research. So uh, uh, we designed a site and launched it, you know, basically the night my father passed away and raised a lot of money for melanoma and the research for it. And long story short, we got hooked up with the Melanoma Research Alliance and started the Danny Fund from that. And it's it's been really rewarding to, uh, you know, be able to give back in that way and, yeah. and try to raise awareness for this thing because, you know, the biggest thing... Also, if my father would have learned that he caught it a little sooner, you know what I mean, if he could have got checked out or actually what happened was he got misdiagnosed, but... You can really save your life. So, you know, the message I try to bring is, you know, go get checked out 
a couple times a year, and it could yeah. really make a big difference for you. And for those of you not keeping score, your father was a member of the E Street Band. Correct. As in the E Street Band, so world famous, world, you know, one of the best bands in history, if not the best band in history. I had a wonderful time growing up, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Any any quick story you'd like to relay that's something that folks at home wouldn't know about? Uh, I'll let John Landau calling later. <laughs> you know, I was uh, when my father was on tour, I was raised by my grandparents who also raised my father. But when he was on the Born in the USA tour, you know, I'd be in this little uh, farm town in New Jersey going to school all week. And then on Friday, I'd have a car come pick me up. I'd go to the airport, and every weekend it was somewhere different. Chicago, L.A., this, that, Toronto. And it was just phenomenal. I'd come back home from these things and uh, tell my friends, like, hey, I just hung out with the Rolling Stones this weekend. <laughs> and after a while, it's just like, I forget it. I had, yeah. I had a good weekend. So. Yeah. So, and, you know, it was we, a lot of fun. We talked about this before the show on, on behalf of the entire world. I'm, I'm terribly sorry for the loss of your father. Thank you very much. He's a good much. man, good musician, um, but he lived it. I mean, he really, he was out there spreading the good word for Definitely a long time. Did. So, you know, that's, it would, the bigger crime is if he hadn't. I'm blessed to have a father that left such a beautiful musical legacy. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. So, and thank you for your work with that. It's, it's very much appreciated. And yeah, everybody, you know, health is, if you've got your, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. It sounds like a joke, but it's totally true. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, other diseases. I've lost relatives to pancreatic cancer. I've lost relatives to, to other horrific diseases. None of them are pretty. Mm. So you know, it seems like we could all this money we're spending on bad things. It seems like I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second. We could be spending this money in better places. It seems like to no me. doubt. And, about and it. Uh, the Danny Fund is is really making headway. I mean, they are raising a substantial amount of money. And and they're making breakthroughs in melanoma. You know, so this isn't you know isn't pissing in the wind. Yeah. So you know, if you go there and that's DannyFund.org, you can you can find out about some of the stuff and you can get some free songs there as well. You can get one of Danny's. Oh, songs very nice. From uh, his album Flemington, you can get a song from us, which is on our new record, but it's a, more of an acoustic version of Fighters Lullaby. And Joe Purdy has a song there. That very he nice. Wrote, uh, especially for Danny. So. All good people. All good people. So, gentlemen. Again, I can't thank you enough for coming out. You've got a couple of shows coming up June 3rd, Gladys Park. That's the Skid Row benefit. June 16th, opening for Rhett Miller in Hermosa Beach, beautiful Hermosa Beach. Uh, La Jolla High School, San Diego on uh, Saturday the 23rd. And then the big one, Sunday, July 1st, at the Grand Ole Echo. It's the CD release party for your new record, Packed we'll for Exile. See you there. See you there. Again, thanks to Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentina Rivera and Jamie Seff from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.